Welcome to Thousand Hills Ranch Church. We hope that you enjoy this message, that it will soften your heart and lead you to ride with Christ. Well, we've been in a, a series called The Gate Opener. The Gate Opener. You can see the picture here of this cowboy uh, opening this gate with his horse in the background. Um, and the whole idea of this series is to, to talk about serving other people. This is an amazing illustration. I was uh, texting a few of my friends. I'm like, I need an illustration, you know, a cowboy illustration on serving other people. And then Sheila, who's a master genius of coming up with ideas, sent this picture to me, and it's the perfect picture of what a servant looks like, right? If you ever uh, gather cattle or, you know, gather with your friends or family or whatever, the guy that gets off his horse is the guy that is the most respected when it comes to opening a gate, right? Why? Because he's a servant. I mean, he's humbled himself. He stepped off his horse. He's willing to open the gate so that other guys can ride through, and then he'll close the gate behind them, and he serves those other guys. That, that guy's respected. I mean, if you ever ride with a group of uh, great cowboys, the guy, most of the guys are going to fight to open the gate. It's just, it's just a matter of, again, respect of serving your fellow you know, brothers or sisters or whatever it is, and it just shows that you uh, love the you know love the ranching lifestyle and that tradition. Well, in the same light, I believe that as followers of Jesus Christ, we are called to serve other people and be gate openers, so that other people can ride through and serve God and gather the lost, and so that the lost can come through the gate, which is Jesus, and find salvation. Amen. That's what we're called to do. And so at Thousand Hills Ranch Church, we have a value, and it's this. We ride to serve. In other words, if you want to come to church, that's great. We want you to take in the message, take in the worship, all those great things. But at the end of the day, our desire is to create a culture that says, I'm not here for people to serve me. I'm here to serve other people. That's the goal. And so many of you guys are already serving, you're serving on teams, you're inviting people to church, you're, you're helping grow the kingdom of God through your service, and I thank you for that. But many of you have not taken a step yet to say, you know what, I'm not going to live for myself anymore, I'm going to live for the Lord, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to bring people to Jesus. That's my prayer, and that's the point of this whole series. And what we've learned so far is, number one, we, we must lower our position to fulfill our mission. We've got to lower our position to fulfill our mission. In other words, just like that cowboy, he has to get off of his horse, lower his position so that he can open that gate, right? Same way, we are called to lower ourselves, humble ourselves, and serve other people so that God's plan for our lives can be fulfilled and the plan of our church can be fulfilled as well. That was number one. Number two is this, we must go, uh, we can, must go from being a consumer to being a contributor. In other words, like I said already, you go from, hey, I'm going to go to church, I'm going to be ministered to, everybody's going to minister to me, I'm going to take in the music, take in the message. We go from that, which is okay, that's why we're here, we're going to receive, but we go from consuming to contributing. That means you've got to give, you've got to serve, you've got to be sacrificial in, in some way so that you can serve other people for the glory of God. And here's the cool thing about it. When you begin to serve God, number three, Jesus promises blessings to those who serve. 
You say, what are some of the blessings? Well, you get, uh, you say, I don't know my gift. I don't know how I'm supposed to serve. Well, if you will begin to serve, God will reveal his gift to you, right? If you will begin to serve, you're going to be able to see miracles that Jesus does because you have a front row seat to seeing what only he can do. And it's those that serve, guess what? They get to see the miracles, I would say, first because they're right there, right? And so those are some of the blessings that you get when you come and you're ready to serve. Well, today I want to I continue this series. I'm going to wrap this series up next week, and then we have Easter. Um, but I want to uh, continue this series by asking this question. You ready? How many uh, of you ladies have ever had a dad or a husband or maybe your grandpa, you know, sweet talk you in to going to check the cows or feed the cows? Anybody ever? You ever had a dad or a grandpa or somebody said, yeah, hey, babe, would you mind going and helping me? You know, or, you know, not helping me, but that, you know, that's the, the truth behind it. But yeah, would you mind going? I just want to spend time with you, right? I just want to, you know, spend quality time. I'll let you sit in the middle and we'll, I'll put my arm around you and we'll just have a good time, right? Well, you know what that is? That's a lie, right? It's really the, your grandpa, your husband, or, you know, maybe your dad, they're talking you into going with them to check cows. Why? To open the gates, right? I mean, that's what they want you to come along for, right? I mean, so they don't have to get out of the pickup and open the gate. You actually have to get out of the pickup and open the gate. So here's the, here's the point. Well, you know, in that moment when you get asked to go do something like that, it's a test, right? Are you going to serve your husband out of love for Jesus and go and open the gates? Are you going to serve your dad? Are you going to serve your grandpa and open the gates? Or are you going to say, heck no, I'm staying home, right? Or you're going to go, you're already in the truck and he's already got you and you're going to do it with a sorry attitude because you're like, oh, dang it, I figured out that he wants me to open the gates, right? You have a choice and it's a test to see if you're going to serve your husband or the person that you love. Well, that's a silly illustration, but when it comes to serving God and others, guess what? Oftentimes, serving others is a test of our love for God. Anybody ever been there? You've been in a situation where you're like, man, you know, God opens this door and you have to serve in a way, and you're like, I don't want to serve in that way. I, I, don't, I don't feel like opening gates for my dad. I don't feel like serving this person. This person, I don't like this person, but God opens the door and he says, hey, I want you to serve in this way. Even though it's out of your comfort zone, you have a choice to make to serve or not to serve. It's a test. How many of you guys have ever been there? Anybody ever been there? Raise your hand and help me out here. Yeah. You've been tested in your service and your love for God. And so here's the question that I want to answer today. You ready? How do we pass the test when it comes to serving other people? How do we pass the test? Number one is this. And this is something that I'm going to try to explain to you that will hopefully make sense when we get through it. But, but number one is this. Serving others often starts out of obedience, it often starts out of obedience. I mean, as I've already said throughout this series, I, I think a majority of us are selfish people, right? I mean, if not all of us, we're like self-centered. You know, we think about ourselves first. You know, it's all about us. You know, you know we, we want to, you know, get served rather than be served. And so when it comes to serving others, it can be hard, right? 
I mean, I don't, maybe it's not hard for you guys. Sometimes I, I say things and you guys are looking at me like, no, that's not hard. I'm like, really? Aren't you a goody two-shoes? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And maybe the preacher's the only one who has a hard time at this stuff. <laughs> but when it comes to serving other people, I think it's hard sometimes. It's hard for me. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a few examples in just a second. But, but in that moment when it becomes hard and you say, well, I don't feel like doing this. I don't want to serve in this way. I, this is out of my comfort zone. I'm not gifted at doing this. Here's the question. Are we going to choose to obey God? The answer is yes, we must choose to obey God. Listen to what Jesus says in John chapter 14. He says, if you love me, what? Obey my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. Now, here's the thing. All of us have a gift. Like I say, you may not know your gift. You may not know where your sweet spot is and where you really enjoy serving other people or serving God. And that's why I say get involved, start serving, and God will show you your gift. But a lot of us already know our gift. We're like, ah, that's easy, man. I can do that. I mean, you know, preaching, maybe, you know, that's my gift. And so, oh, I can preach, but don't ask me to do this, right? Here's the deal. All of us should be serving in our sweet spot, right? There's no question on whether you should use your gift or your talent or your brains or your brawn or whatever it is to serve God. That's the easy part. But then, like I've said already, then there are ways and people that God asks us to serve. And here's what we have to do. We have to, sh- we have to serve them out of sheer obedience. I don't know if you've been there, But a lot of times, again, I don't feel like serving other people, but I have to because God's asked me to do it, right? It's out of sheer obedience. Just like, you know, that wife that goes and opens the gates because she loves Jesus and Jesus tells her to serve her husband. Amen? Can I get an amen? Amen. And so, you know, just like that, you may not want to go do it, but out of obedience because you know God has called you to serve others, you serve others. I'll give you another example. How many of you guys have an enemy? Anybody got any enemies in here? Let's celebrate our enemies. Can we give the enemies a hand? So you guys are like, what the heck? We, all of us have somebody that doesn't like us. I mean, and if you think everybody likes you, you're lying to yourself. But here's the thing. When it comes to our enemies, oftentimes God puts our enemies in our paths where we would have to serve them. I don't know if you've ever been there, um, but, you know, your enemy is broken down on the side of the road and you drive by. (laughs) Lord, Lord, look over there. There's a new calf. And you ignore your enemy who's broken down on the side of the road. Something falls off your neighbor who doesn't like you, falls off the back of their pickup, and you see it. And are you going to tell them that it fell off the back of their pickup, or are you just going to let it slide and let it go, right? I mean, enemies, you know, we oftentimes have an opportunity to serve them. And here's the thing. Here's what I've learned in serving our enemies. If I'll just serve them, God will take care of the rest. I may not like it. I may not like them. I may not like what they're doing. But at the end of the day, if I will just serve God, God will take care of the rest, right? You have a choice. It's a test. I'll give you another example. Maybe you have a friend who is moving. <laughs> the truest test of a friendship is if they'll, move, they'll help you move, right? Can I get an amen on that? I mean, you're like, oh, I'm moving, man. You know, and you're kind of trying to spread the word, and all your friends are standing around. And the, the greatest friend that you have is the guy that says, hey, what time are you moving? I'll be there, right? 
Here's what I have to do sometimes. I have to do that out of obedience, not because I feel like it, right? I mean, anybody with me on that? Anybody love moving? You just love it? Great, I might be moving. So you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come get you because you love it. But I'll give you another, uh, another idea. You know, there are poor, poor people around us all the time. And many of us look at them and go, oh, they got themselves there. Oh, they don't deserve, you know, to be, you know, given anything. You know, they're just beggars, all this stuff. Here's what I've learned. Oftentimes it's a test to see if God is, you know, the Lord of our lives. And, and we have to choose whether we're going to serve them even when we don't feel like it or give to them, and help them in need. Here's what I've learned. I, God has never said, hey, you're a bad guy for giving to that person. He's never said that. So I don't have to worry about what they're going to do with it. All I got to do is worry about whether I'm going to be obedient, even when I don't feel like it, right? Um, maybe, you know, you're a child, and you have parents, and, the, you know, the, your parent has asked you to do something. You're like, that's not fair. I mean, I, you're, my brother didn't have to do that. You know, my friends, their parents don't let, you know, make their kids do that, right? And you don't feel like obeying your parents. Here's what I want to tell you to do. Obey. Can I get some amens from the parents? I'm preaching. I'm preaching here. You know, a lot of times students or kids, teenagers, listen, you're just going to, you're going to learn that obedience, again, is going to open more doors than being disobedient. I'm just telling you, you may not feel like it, but you need to do it out of sheer obedience because that's what God has asked you to do. Uh, maybe you know that there's needs, obviously, at our church, and you're like, man, I need to, you know, I, I don't know if I want to step up. It's not my giftedness, and you just see a need. A lot of times we serve in ways that maybe aren't our giftedness, and again, we just do it out of obedience because there's a need, not because we think, oh, that's going to be fun, right? It's not always fun. It's not always easy. And so we obey because it's the right thing to do, not because we feel like it. Are you with me? Um, and so you, some of you may say, well, you know, God doesn't just want our obedience, right? I mean, he wants our heart. Well, that, you may be right in that, and you may be thinking, well, you know, I, I can't serve yet. My heart's not right. Here's what I've learned about God as well. Number two is this. Obedience can open the door for God to change our heart. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, I'll give you another example in my life. Um, I am not a naturally gifted person at showing mercy or compassion. Right? when my kids fall and like bust their head open, I'm like, I want to laugh. I don't want to go to them and say, hey, baby, you okay, you okay, baby? You know, when my, when my son, you know, hooks his brother with a fish hook, I want to go, welcome to the club, my friend, <laughs> right? Instead of going, oh, baby, baby, hey, you know, you okay? And then when your wife says, hey, we need to go to the doctor and get that, you know, pulled out and cut, and I'm like, I got a knife, Let's get this done, right? Why? I'm not gifted at, at mercy. I'm not gifted at compassion. When people are, you know, they're hurting, a lot of times I'm like, suck it up. And you're like, great, pastor, you're so, you know, compassionate and loving. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, it's not my giftedness. I, you know, when people are, you know, sad, I'm like, it's not, it's no big deal. Just get over it. You know, I, that's what I want to say. And, and because I'm not that compassionate. I'm not full of mercy, and I work on this, and God has definitely helped me get better, right? I mean, I married a woman, and they love to be treated tenderly and compassionate, and I've learned 
that I have to change. And so she's helped me do that. But guess what? Here's what God does a lot of times. God, because I'm not merciful, because I'm not compassionate a lot of times, he puts me in situations where I have to practice mercy and compassion. Again, I'm in, a, I'm in a business, so to speak, of ministering to people that are hurting all the time. And so a lot of times I'm like, God, why'd you put me in this ministry? I'm not compassionate. I'm not merciful. But here's what he does. He puts me in those positions, and here's the result. When I choose to obey and say, okay, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to that person. I'm going to show them mercy. I'm going to show them compassion. I'm going to comfort them. Guess what he does? He changes my heart because if I'm obedient to him, He's going to make me more merciful and compassionate. You see the deal? God says, hey, I want you to obey me. I want you to do it. And out of that, I will change your heart and I will make you, uh, you know, love this even more. And so obedience can lead to heart change. And heart change, uh, again, can lead to something I'm going to get to in just a second. Jesus uh, is talking in John chapter 14. Listen to what he says in verse 21. He says this. He says, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who what? Love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and what? Reveal myself to each of them. You see what Jesus is saying? He's saying, hey, you guys accept my commandments, show me love by obeying them, and I'm going to reveal myself even more to you. You see what he's saying? Hey, obey me, you know, serve others, not again because you feel like it, just do it because you love me, and I'm going to give you more compassion. I'm going to give you more love for other people. I'm going to reveal my th- myself to you in ways that you've never seen before. God can do it, and that's what he's asking us to do. Um, Some of you guys obviously have jobs, right? And maybe you have a boss that is asking you to do something that maybe you're not gifted at. You're like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. Or I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, something that's wrong or anything. I'm just talking about he wants you to pick up trash, and your job is to file papers. No, he's asking you to pick up trash, right? Or he's, you know, asking you to to go and drive 400 miles and pick something up when your job is to sell, you know, uh, something and not drive those 400 miles. Here's what I've learned. Again, God says, I want you to choose obedience. Do what you're asked to do. And then God says, I'll take care of all the other stuff. I will reward you because you're serving other people. Um, I'll give you another example. Again, your parents, they ask you to do something, and you're like, man, I don't know if I want to do that. Choose to obey, and God is going to reveal himself to you, and he will give you more favor than you could ever um, imagine. Maybe you're here, and you're like, man, I don't know if I'm supposed to tithe or not. I really don't feel like being generous with the money that I have. I work hard for my money. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. Obey God, start tithing so that he can bless this church and use it for God's glory, and then he will reveal himself and take care of you in ways that you never even imagined. It's just what he does. And guess what? He'll even change your heart to make you even a more generous person. I mean, I know people that are tight, right? But when they start giving and and they receive the rewards that God gives them, listen, they become more generous. So again, those are, you know, some obedient things. And God, in his mercy, can change your heart and use you. So God, listen, he may be putting you in situations to test your love for him and your willingness to serve God 
other people. And so number one, serving others often starts with obedience. Number two, obedience opens the door for God to change our heart. And number three, heart change leads to serving others in love. Out of our obedience, God changed our heart, and then ultimately we start loving to serve God and loving to serve other people. Look at Galatians chapter 5. It says, you, my brothers and sisters, are called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather what? What's it say? Serve one another humbly in love. Here's the point. Obedience is great, but the ultimate goal is to do everything we do out of love. Right? I mean, we can serve God out of obedience. We can do that all day long. But at the end of the day, God says, hey, I want you to truly love me. I want you to truly love people. And so if we will serve one another humbly out of love, God can change the world. You say, well, how can he change the world? If you begin to serve your spouse like you've never served her or him before, God can change your marriage. He can do it. If you begin to serve, you know, your parents like you've never served them before, God can change your relationship with your parents. If you begin to serve your enemies like you've never served them before, God can make your enemies your friends. Again, it's, it, the greatest commandment that he gave us was love him and love your neighbor. And we do that by serving other people. I want to close with this. Colossians chapter 3 Verse, uh, verse 23, it says, whatever you do, with, you know, work at it with all your heart as, as what? As working for the Lord, not for human masters. In other words, you know what God's saying? When you serve other people, you serve me. When you serve other people, you're not just serving them, you're serving me, and that's what I've called you to do. And so the question is, are you going to pass the test? God's called you to serve. Are you going to pass the test? I hope that you will. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. Again, with your head bowed and your eyes closed, uh, we, we, this is our time where we say, you know, we're not just going to learn this stuff. We're actually going to make a commitment to God and say, God, I don't want to just hear a message. I want to apply it to my life. Again, knowledge, truth, learning the Bible, all that stuff, that is great. And that's what we should do. But if we don't apply it, it's meaningless. And so maybe you're here today and you're like, you know what, Bo? God is testing me. I know he is. I'm in a situation where I'm having to serve in ways I don't you know, want to serve or do my job in a way I don't want to do my job. I'm having to serve my spouse in a way that I don't, you know, feel like. I, you know, I'm having to serve my parents or whatever it is. And I know that God is testing my love for him. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, how many of you guys would say you're in a test? Anybody? You're in a test right now. Yeah, all across the barn. Thank you. All across the barn. You're in a test. So here's the question again. Will you pass the test? God is asking for your obedience. He's asking you to obey him no matter if you feel like it or not. And he's asking you to do that so that you can change the world.
It's not just about you. It's about changing the world. It's about reaching people that, that, that God wants you to reach. He has a mission for you. He has a plan for you. You're not just here to make money and die. You're here to serve God. You're here to serve other people so that we can see lives changed. And so maybe you're in that test right now. Again, my prayer is that you're going to pass the test. So maybe you just need to make a commitment today. Maybe you just need to pray something like this in your heart. Maybe you just pray this with me. Lord, I, I know that you've put me in this situation for a reason. Lord, I know that that I have struggled in serving people. I know that I've struggled in serving this person or in this way. But today, I am committing to be obedient to you no matter what position, no matter what opportunity, no matter who I got to serve. I'm committing to obey. Lord, give me the strength to obey. Give me the strength to serve you. Give me the strength to serve other people so that I can be a part of your mission. Listen, maybe maybe you just prayed that with me. I hope that you did. I hope that you made a commitment today to say to God, I'm going to be obedient no matter how I feel. Maybe some of you need to take that a step further. Maybe you need to make a commitment not just to to God. You need to step out and make a commitment to our church and say, I'm going to start serving. I'm going to start inviting. I'm going to start reaching people because I want to make a difference in this world. I want to build the capital C church. I want to serve God. I want to love God. I don't want to just go through this life and not make a difference. I want to make a difference for eternity. And so some of you need to take a step further and say, I'm going to join a team. I'm going to begin to serve in an area of this church because I want to pass the test. Some of you, God is wanting to change your heart. And again, you need to be willing to allow him to do that. And so maybe that's you today. Maybe you just need to make that, you needed to make that commitment that I just prayed. I hope that you did. And I hope that God will use you to open up doors so that you can share your faith and the, the love of Jesus with those people. Maybe you're here today and you're not committed to Jesus. You've never given him your life. And you say, well, why? Why should I love him? Why should I serve him? Well, here's why. Because he loved you and he still loves you. God sent Jesus to die on a cross so that you could be forgiven of your sin, your past, your shame, your guilt, everything, all the baggage, all the stuff that you feel like you're going through. Listen, He can take it away. And He can forgive you of all that. And He can give you eternal life. You say, but I don't know Jesus. How do I come to know Jesus? The Bible says, all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you say, what does that mean? And what, it, what does it mean to call out to him? Well, it means that you, you, in your heart, you call out and you say, Lord, I, I can't do this on my own. I can't make my life work. And I need you. I want you. 
I need you to come into my life. And so maybe you're here today and you just need to pray a prayer of salvation, asking Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Maybe you just pray something like this in your heart. Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Jesus, I know I've done things my way. But today I'm surrendering my life to you. I'm giving you my past. I'm giving you my sins. I'm giving you my future. I'm giving you my marriage, my kids, my job. I'm giving it all to you. And I'm asking you to be the Lord of my life. Listen, maybe you just prayed that prayer in your heart. My prayer, and I know that, that again, we have, we have people here that have never heard that good news. And my prayer is that today you've heard the good news and you made a decision to follow Jesus. That's the greatest decision that you'll ever make in your life. And you say, Bo, I, I just prayed that prayer. What do I do now? Well, now is the time to live for God. We are not promised tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And so today is the day that we need to begin to live for Him and for His glory. And so that's why the church exists. That's why we're here, so that we can serve alongside of you, so that we can show you the things of God and, and, and show you how to live your life for Him. And so here in just a second after I pray, Livia's going to come. She's going to share with you how you can connect with our church. And we praise God that you've decided to make Him the Lord of your life. Jesus, I thank you for the privilege that it is to serve you. And I thank you that in those times when I don't want to obey, when I don't want to serve other people, when I don't want to serve you, I thank you for not giving up on me. And Lord, today I just pray that each of us would be obedient to serving in whatever way you ask us to serve. And may we do it for your glory. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. We want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this message. If you made a commitment today, you can contact us at thousandhillsranch.church or give us a call at 580-216-6427. One of our values is we ride to be generous. If you feel led to give, please go to thousandhillsranch.church, click on the Give tab to give your gift today. And remember, at Thousand Hills, you belong before you believe.